Welcome to episode three of Real Stories, Journeys of Financial Wellness. I'm your host, Crystal Lugazima. I'll be joined by our co-hosts, Alexandra and Brad, a little later. Today, just in time for Valentine's Day, we have a modern day story of love and money. Matt and Kendall worked with our staff at Greenpath Financial Wellness for several years and recently became debt-free. Their journey features many twists and turns, and as you'll hear, they stayed on track by supporting each other, not to mention a healthy sense of humor. People bring their own money experiences to the table when they start a relationship. Here, Matt described how this played out when he met Kendall, or as he called it, they merged corporations. Uh, we we had a blend, we have a blended family, and uh, we have I have got two daughters, and she's got three sons. Um, so we kind of uh, we merged corporations uh, five years ago uh, yesterday, and so uh, we spent uh, five years um, being married, and we were together about a year before that happened. Yeah. And, um, and my dad, and my well, thank you. My uh, daughters, they've gone through quite a, uh, quite a few changes in their lives. Um, and so we had a lot of uh, medical debt, a lot of um, uh, counseling debt. And just with us getting together, we had a lot of uh, credit card debt. Um, and then as we kind of moved through the, um, you know, through our Excel spreadsheets and looking at our budgets, we found we had, you know, um, a substantial amount of money that we needed to get rid of. Um, yeah. A lot, debt, a lot of debt, a lot of bills is what we need to get rid of. I remember the day that I decided that I told him that we either have to file bankruptcy again, because I filed bankruptcy 10 years ago. Yeah, um, I filed 15 years ago. One of my son's is special needs. So I remember pulling up at a gas station by my kids' school and stressing about making these minimum credit card payments. And I remember telling him on the phone, we have to do that or we have to file bankruptcy again. And we were like, well, we know we didn't want to do that again. And so he started making the calls to Greenpath and right yep. away, right away, they started coming up with a plan for us to tackle this realistically, instead of just trying to stay afloat, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I think we kind of fell into a, a, a pattern of, you know, just paying the minimums on our credit card. And never know. getting anywhere. Then, then we would use what we just paid. By the time the next month came again, I was checking to see which card I had $25 available on. <laughs> Awful. I had a, an ex-wife who decided she wanted to do, uh, take me back to court for my uh, for my daughter's custody. So we needed to to finance that, which was a lot of stress. And we used a credit card for paying off, you know, part of a bill. And you know, we just kind of found ourselves in a, in a spot where we really couldn't do much other than just, you know, sit there and rob Peter to pay Paul. Um, I mean, fortunately enough, we didn't have to sell a car or have a garage sale. I mean, we weren't that, you know, that. I mean, it was starting, Actually, it was starting to it was about like well, yeah, that. we were starting to get to the point where we thought we might have to like get rid of a vehicle do and do something pretty drastic because we had just purchased new car or newer cars yeah. and we had just purchased our house. And then, and then we found that with all that stuff that we couldn't really, you know, uh, make ends meet. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. we made a, made a change. Yeah. So 
What did you, because you mentioned that you'd both had the experience of going through bankruptcy um, wanting to avoid that again. And I know it may seem like an obvious answer, but some people do repeat bankruptcy, right? So what were your thoughts at the time to say like that you did want to avoid it again? Well, I mean, for me, I I did a chapter 13. So I repaid, you know, part of my debt, but I mean, it, it still affected my credit. And I, that process was pretty, I mean, it's just defeating, you know, personally, you know, to have to do that. Um, and we didn't want to, you know, start out. I just started a new, a new job when we started at Greenpath. We start, I just started at a new company and I didn't want to go through all that hassle of going bankrupt again and prolonging, um, you know, having a, a financial burden or a lower credit score. Uh, Cause we, you know, we really wanted to kind of, you know, put our, our, our best step forward and at least, solidify our financial future because we have you know kids now who are going to be going to college um, mm-hmm. this year and and we want to be able to provide for our uh, for our sons and and have something <clears throat> to uh, you know to have in the bank you know and if some you know an emergency were to come up you know we don't we have nothing you know I mean and and, that's ahead. the same for me <clears throat> when I filed it was all medical bills and then it was the I when my son was born, special needs, I had perfect credit, and I never had never even paid a bill late. And then mm. all these hospital bills start rolling in, like we're talking like two hundred thousand dollars. Well, I thought, well, I have to pay them right now, so I used we used credit to pay them, and now I know that's not something you should ever do. Um, so then, almost lost the house. Mm. and filed bankruptcy and then no one would even look look your way in order to get any kind of credit or anything and that was a whole new world for me and then it was since then it's my credit got a lot better in what five or six years after the bankruptcy and I'm like oh my gosh I'm gonna recover from this right and then I got divorced and I used credit cards again to live you know, before, between the time of the bankruptcy and before Matt and I met, and I saw myself going down the, down the same road, and bankruptcy is not a solution that I, that it's not a solution that I saw feasible, because I want to be recovered from that and have my credit back, and I didn't want to go that route again. So, as you heard, they opted to avoid bankruptcy this time. But what was it like to start a debt management plan and the payments they'd now be making? I remember him working this out, and I was so scared because I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to pay that amount per week. But the way that we structured it and were able to do it, we had some, we had some weeks that were actually really scary on while with Green Pass that I was like, I hope we have enough money for food because we literally would sometimes only have a hundred dollars a week and he's buying $60 worth of gas just to get to work. And I have five kids to feed. But what I did is I found every single way to cut corners. And even now while we're doing well, I still do the same thing. So it was really, I learned such a good lesson because now I'm saving us a ton of money and I don't necessarily have to, you know. That is an interesting thing of like, 
keeping it's it's easy as the debt gets cleared up to kind of take your foot off the gas. What do you think has enabled you to kind of keep that momentum that you describe where you are continuing to to cut corners when needed? Well, I mean, we were doing this for three years now, so it's yeah. kind of become our it's like, like a, a habit. Our, yeah, it's like our and, second nature. Yeah. yeah, and so now my like ask, he's always like, okay, you don't have to use like every coupon or sale you find, but I now it's to me it's like a success to find like the best deals or you know um, it's uh, it's become like habit. It's like a habit, but a good, a really good habit. Habits aren't always easy to start, of course. GreenPath offers a free online course called Redesigning Your Financial Habits. I'll include a link to it in the show notes and on the blog post on GreenPath's website where this podcast appears. Back to our interview, I asked Matt to share any obstacles he faced as they progressed on the debt management plan. I think what was tough for me was that it forces us to put like our financial life on paper. and then when, Really and then, look at everything. And then when you yeah. see it, you're like, holy crap, we have a lot of a lot of bills to pay off or, you know, like, or what about this? And what about that? And we had, we had some, um, we had some debt that kind of popped about nowhere in terms of some collections that we had to put on our plan, you know, but green path was super cool about it. They're like, Oh sure. Let's just add it. This is what here's, we do. here's your and new amount. And, and it was like, well, that's I know good. it that's always great. scared me every time we had to do that. It scares me. And it was always like, he was like, well, this is it. And I'm like, really? It was like that easy to do. And because they want wanted us to succeed too. But I think an important part of the way we succeeded is that we lined everything financially up with our weekly paychecks. We get paid weekly. So we set up weekly payments for everything. Our every utility bill, we took the amount and we have all these spreadsheets and broke them down how much we need to pay per week. And the money comes in and it automatically goes. And so then we know what's left for us. Mm. Um, and I really think that was a big part of it too, because don't look at it as a, a monthly picture. Just go one day at a time. Like this is what we got this week. This is what we pay. And this is what we have to spend for groceries and other things like that. So I think that played a big yeah. part. And we kind of just, came up with that yeah we try to make it more automatic so there'd be no reason why we couldn't pay our bills right, and time. instead of paying a 150 dollars electric bill we're just paying a portion of it each week and we're always ahead actually we and we continue to do that and all of our utility companies owe us money so, so it's an interesting thing so you're not only dividing the cash type expenses like groceries at the forest so you're actually literally sending four payments a we, month to these we literally send x amount of dollars to every entity that we owe every week hmm. and so we're always ahead on car payments utility Utilities, bills everything doctor 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 bills. bills we set those up per week if we have a little doctor bill here and there from the kids checkups it was so impressive to hear about the creative ways that they tried to automate their finances they told me that one key was to set up all of their payments with their online banking this saved a ton of time. Alternatively, GreenPath has a program called the Simple Payment Plan. Powered by EarnUp, this is an online service that makes paying loans easier and better. It combines the support of an experienced financial wellness counselor with the brilliance of technology by managing and automating all of your loan payments on one platform, 
I'll include a link in our show notes and blog if you'd like to learn more. Back to our interview, Kendall shares why it's so important to find a strategy that's simple to implement. I guarantee you, because I have five kids, one severely disabled. I don't have time to sit down and write out bills, you know, weekly at the table for three hours. It wouldn't work for, for us if we had to do that, probably. And, so. I, and I think that's one of the biggest attractive things about Green Path. So, you know, we send you on one amount per week and you guys give it up based on, yeah. on the percentage rate and the amount that it is. And then we kind of create that death snowball and just, you know, start attacking it, right? Get all the little ones out of the way first and then go after the big ones. And that was, you know, helpful well, for us to keep track of yeah, everything. And they knew how to tackle them to yeah. save us the most money and to get rid of them the fastest. And it was cool because then once you start seeing progress, even after going through those really tough times, mm-hmm. then we're like, this has paid off. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. And then it gives you that boost you needed to keep going. You mentioned there's some struggles along the way. Um, what about like at the beginning of the program? I, I know from, you know, I was a counselor uh, previously at Green Path, and I know that it, people that we work with, the stress tends to be at the highest at the beginning for a number of reasons, right? One is mm-hmm. we're getting the programs yeah. accepted, but it's also the transition. What was that like the first few months? Well, I think for us, it was just making sure we had everything ready, you know, because I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's some paperwork up front. You just make sure we had figured out all of our accounts and what needed to be paid, yeah. you know, were they correct? You know, we, so we called every one of our creditors and said, what's the amount we're going to, we're going to kill this debt. But what's the final amount? It was stressful though, because that was a big amount of our income at that time yeah. to send out every week. And and I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, are we going to be able to do this? But I knew, I knew that we didn't have any other solution and this was going to be a solution. I was hopeful, but really I didn't even know at that time. So it was really scary to take that leap because I'm like, well, now we don't have this $150 a week to do what, you know, we usually do, but you know, at the same time, I knew it would actually pay the debt off instead of yeah. trying to stay afloat. Well, yeah. until we found other ways. But, I mean, we just, we, we, were, we, we were just yeah. nervous that, you know, we would get to a certain point and say, you know what, screw it. We, we, you know, we can't afford $132 a week anymore. Let's, oh, you know, let's, let's put, a, let's put it somewhere else. You know, like, you know, hey, the car is broken down or I need a new, I need new tires. I, I drive to Omaha, Nebraska, from Lincoln, Nebraska, and that's a 60-mile drive every day for my job. You know, if somewhere to break down and we weren't able to afford the, you know, the bill to fix, then, uh, you know, then we were just nervous that we would cave. But we we found other ways to cut money. We, you know, we cut down on our cable bill. We cut down on little... We don't even eat out at all, and we still don't, which yeah. has been really... Yeah, we, we changed like really our diet around, you know, go, not going out to eat because, you know, right there with a meal and a couple of drinks. I cook everything. Bucks, I love cooking know. milk, but I cook everything. Um, we didn't really even eat out that much before, but we were like, that's something that we don't need to do. And yeah. we'll cut that out. And, you know. Like all the like Xbox and like all oh, our, yeah. like, our little gaming systems have like all a the little nine Netflix, here and there. I mean, by the time we added up, we were saving like 80 bucks a month. We yeah. never even had cable until like last year we got cable TV. As their finances improved, they found new joy in certain activities. 
even opening the mail. We actually had a point in time where we did not want to get the mail because we knew there would be something bad in there, right? And it's true. Like I, I dreaded going to the mailbox. And she's at home more than I am, you know, just because of our schedules. And she's like, I don't even want to go to the mailbox. And now we have. A, we get money in the mail yeah. now. <laughs> oh, now we, and now we have our informed delivery through the uh, postal service. So it shows you what you're going to get in the mail before it actually comes to your door. And so we'd see a green pass statement and we're like, sweet. I want to know how much got paid yeah. off and what's been taken care of. And it was actually rewarding to not get overdue, like overdue bills or past due bills or collections and get a statement of like these accounts have been paid well, off. And we and got just, checks from great. credit cards that were overpaid yeah. and i'm like we need to frame this because you don't you don't get that every day and now it's like there's no dread there's no mm -hmm. dread you know it's like if you're in debt like we were you for me i would wake up and that's all i could think about it's like the dread of like how are we going to do this and pay these things and what am i going to say to them you know because you're, you should, some people might not have that because they might not feel responsible for those debts. And the right thing to do is to pay what you owe. You know, someone provides you a business uh, or provides you a service, you need to pay for it. Yeah, and yeah. so it felt, it felt just like part of my pride and, and, you know, it just was dreadful to wake up and think about not being able to pay the things we owe. Like all of our podcast guests so far, having a support system was vital. Kendall talks about the support that GreenPath's closed Facebook group provides. The group is available to anyone who completes a counseling session with GreenPath. There's a whole group of people who are doing the same things that we are, and I feel like I can offer some advice or get advice. And so then he got on, and it's like, no, we've done this whole program not knowing. So my advice to someone would be like get on that right away because you're automatically connected with no shame of thinking everybody who lives around you knows your business about your debt it's like everybody who's in the same boat and it's been really good to get and to get, give people advice and support and i think that's a big part of it too i always love to ask our guests to relive the moment their debt was repaid in this case, Matt figured it out first and got to share the good news with Kendall. Before he even called to tell me, before he even called me, he's like, you got to sit down. And I'm like, I am, I'm driving. <laughs> and, and he was like, he told me that it paid off. And I'm like, no, it's not something wrong. He's like, nope, I made all these phone calls before I even called you so that I could tell you for sure that it was paid off. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So how did that how did that feel in that moment? Oh, we celebrated. Yeah, we did. We were just like on cloud nine. Yeah. That's awesome. well, I mean, but it allows you to have that freedom, like you know. So just like you said earlier, like we're not we're not going out to eat every night now. No. You know, we, we celebrated at home, yeah, saving we, money. Yeah. Is what I mean. yeah we, so we still, we still, <laughs> we still, we still cook at home. Concert. We still pay our same bills. You know, we don't. We're not doing anything crazy, but. I mean, but what's now allowing us nice. to, to prepare for, uh, you know, a vacation that, you know, we want to go on. I mean, it'll, it'll be worth saying that we went to Chicago last year and, and paid cash for our vacation. They lifted up how they established several savings accounts for unexpected expenses. While Matt's income provided a good boost, they found some other creative ways to bring in additional income. I also have a side hustle 
and she worked I got, also. I got a job, too, a part-time. I found a job during school hours at the school, so that helped a lot. As you heard, two of their goals included setting aside money for travel and emergencies. One of their other tasks was to get back on track with their retirement goals. Yeah. Sorry, I started putting that money back into my 401k. I, that was one thing that I did do when we started this was I was oh, contributing gosh, like, yeah. like yeah, 5% on my 401k. And I said, you know, that's, that's 60 bucks a week, you know, or more that, you know, we could save and put somewhere else. And but so that, I got that down to 2%, you know, for the past, you know, three and a half years. So that's going to go back. Then. We're going to take that back up because I, you know, it'd be nice to retire someday. <laughs> <laughs> One of their other goals revolved around home improvement. Notice how they'll be able to use debt, in this case, a home equity line of credit, as an investment. Very different from their previous experience with debt. We, we bought a really nice older home that just got older home problems, you know, <laughs> leaky windows, and we need some new appliances, a new kitchen, mm -hmm. and, you know, some renovations. To, and, and now it's like, for us, it's possible that we can get that done. You know, we can yeah. go out and get a line of credit for, you know, for a but kitchen renovation. But it's an renovation. investment because now we've invested in our home and we have equity, yeah. you know, for that. So, yeah. and, and be able, and with our special needs son, you know, we're planning on, you know, uh, putting an addition onto our house. Um, you know, because he's not going to get any smaller, um, and he's going to be—he's going to require more of our time and energy and space. Mm -hmm. So we're going to expand our home to accommodate him mm -hmm. and take care of him rather than put into him a home. So we got—we got plans for where our money needs to go. Yeah. yeah. Now that we don't have—now we don't have a five hundred and eighty dollar a month—you know—payment to Green Pass, we can put that towards whatever else we want. You know? That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, just to even think that you have that freedom to think like that, to think long term. I mean, we look at the debt for what it is, but to think that that would allow a possibility of your son to be able to stay within your home, that's, that's amazing. This really hit close to home for me. My brother's special needs, and I know firsthand that improvements like this can literally allow a family to stay together. I asked them what advice they might give to someone in a similar situation as they were. I would I would say that it, it controls your life, so you should control it first, right? I, I think people have a stigma about their money, and that's something they can't control, and that's absolutely not true. I mean, we again, we have a pretty comfortable um, income coming in, and and we were still you know seeing our money just fly away, and we couldn't do anything about it. So we we just said, you know what, say yeah. they were just going to put our foot down and just do something about it, right? Um, and I I think that. Um, with the way GreenPath can handle those creditors, uh, when it you know, when it does get too bad, you know where you got you know getting phone calls every day like I was, like I got tired of seeing all the red calls on my iPhone. I'm like, I know you're a creditor. I'm not going to talk to you, you know. And now I don't have anybody calling me except for robocalls. Yeah, <laughs> um, you can't, can't fix that yet. So, uh, um, so I think the hesitation is the biggest thing. The fear of, of, of just but not I being, know. yeah, of the unknown and and um and for us i mean we just i guess just made a commitment to do it and we just stuck through it and then she's like we're not going to quit we're going to see it through um and i think that was probably the, one of the biggest things is that people i think just give up too early um because it's not giving them the results that they want up front but, but it doesn't end. but in the end it's like it's just that snowball like once you see those little things start breaking off and 
And then towards the end, it's like, holy crap, you guys are sending, you know, $400 payments to my credit card. That's awesome. Part of the debt management plan involves the credit counseling agency setting up payment arrangements and making payments to one's creditors. Kendall expressed how it was a challenge to give up control of the day-to-day -day management of her debt. That's what was hard for me, that I was reluctant to just let that go, you know, and let someone else take care of all of that. And that's scary yeah. I, yeah. I think what I'm what I'm reading is you know I mean on the on Facebook is you know people are like oh my gosh are they gonna be able to get my payment there on time you know like there is an established contract that you're gonna get your money right and you need to kind of just have some faith in the system that it's gonna work you know nothing flawless but yeah. I mean if you're but if you're struggling between, to where you're at if <laughs> you're struggling between bankruptcy you know and living in a cardboard box or what's gonna happen then take the leap you know and try something else that you don't really have anything to lose you know especially if your credit's shot you don't have any money you know and debt doesn't just go away and you can't just keep pushing it away you know it's actually when we succeeded is when we brought it all up into our face and that's what you have to do just and look it. at it. And even if it's hard and you don't want to see it or hear about it, you really have to. You really do if you mm. want it to be gone. When you're focusing on debt repayment, it's often necessary to make adjustments to your budget. Kendall shared a light moment of what was most important to their kids. Nobody in this house ever was hungry or went without clothes. I mean, or the internet. Or the internet. We always had Wi-Fi. Just mm -hmm. you know, but um, um, I don't know where were we. Yeah, the Wi-Fi thing threw me off because that's <laughs> funny because that's all our kids care about. Oh yeah, they don't care if they have clothes, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. or food. Speaking of light moments, when your financial outlook improves, this could lead to some playful competitiveness. We would wake each other up and say, I got an email, my credit score went up like 25 points. Like we would like wake up the other like, oh my God, you got to look at this. And that was always surprising. It was always super yeah. cool to see. I think Matt has the highest credit score he's ever had in his life. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, Are you guys competitive with your credit scores at all or as to who has the uh -huh. high one? Yeah, yeah, because he'll dead. no, he'll be super jealous because because yeah. mine all she's go always up. had a higher and he's like, score. Mine hasn't gone up. <laughs> and then but I found out I'm the same way because recently his went up like twenty points and I'm like, Mine hasn't moved for like six months. So what the heck is going yeah. on? So it's fun though, and and they're both good. Yeah. We got zero percent on a brand new truck. Yeah, I was just gonna say. So uh, for the first time in my life, I went out and got a truck in my name, the first title ever on it, and I got zero percent interest on it. So and that's never happened to me. So I'm pretty stoked about so that's that. Pretty cool. So see, we're even saving money. We got by that we we're paying no interest on that brand new vehicle sitting in the driveway, and that's, that's awesome. Great. That's great. Oh, and our insurance. Our insurance rates have gone way down too. We pay like a hundred dollars a month for full coverage on both our vehicles, and that's gotten better too. So that's an important thing people should know. Kendall shared what inspired them to take the time and courage to share their story. I really like this sharing our experience because we're really proud of it, you know, yeah. and 
I like that if that can help someone, you know, they hear our story or even a part of it that helps them, that would be great. As you've heard, Matt and Kendall were pulling in the same direction, but individuals will have different preferences from time to time. Now that we're done, what are we going to do with all our money? You know, like, you know, some some post-success ideas, you know, like save up and go out for a go, you know, go on a trip or, you know, I don't know, like. I just want to save it. Kind of those kinds of things, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> when faced with a financial or life challenge, we often have the choice between an easier road and a harder road. Kendall spoke to this. I think people just think, kind of like, I'll just do what's easy. Well, sometimes you, sometimes you have to take the harder, the do more work, you know, but it'll pay off in the end. So save money where you can. Yeah. So. Well, and I, and I mentioned I, I have a side hustle, you know, and so I work a full-time job and I travel for my job, but also, you know, I have an amazing wife that allows me to work some nights and weekends, you know, just to, just to I bring in, she doesn't, she's not, Drove about it, but she does it anyway. Yeah. But um, but you know that extra income helped us, you know, stay afloat, you know, some months, you know, and and that was that was helpful. So. Awesome, awesome. So thank you guys so much. Uh, enjoy your summer. Yeah. Enjoy your new debt-free life, and uh, I'll uh, catch yeah. you guys soon. That sounds right. pretty good. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you. Thank right. you. Take care. Bye. 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 You too. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Alexandra and Brad, to reflect on Matt and Kendall's story. As I mentioned in the introduction, I was struck by Matt and Kendall's blend of humor and support. Even when they disagreed on things, so there was a part where um, Matt had wanted to, so I had asked them, like, what might you guys save your money for going forward now that you have some, some savings to set aside? And Matt had mentioned his desire to set aside money for a vacation and then Kendall jumped in and I just want to save it, you know, in other words, for emergencies. But I, I kind of loved the playfulness of it because it, it didn't feel like an argument. It was just like, come on, Matt, we talked about this. We, we need to build some, some support. And he was cool with it. And it, it, it's just, what's cool is it's like, it, it felt like they were honoring their independence and communicating in such a way that again it's not necessarily that they were going to initially agree on everything but eventually they would get on the same page alex what did you notice about how they communicated with each other i really enjoyed the way they were talking to one another it was i got this sense of like it that it was really helpful to just go through the experience together and that it maybe even brought them closer together in their own like personal relationship because they were they were overcoming this obstacle together and finding a solution that works for them and um, the way they talked about like figuring out um, and strategizing ways to like overcome this the way of managing the their money during the program um it was it was really inspiring and just um it gave me a lot of um hope for for others on the program that like when people are starting out and it can be more challenging that i hope that others are able to find this same similar sense of support in their own ways like whether you're you are doing it with a partner or if you're able to find it by just listening to this podcast and hearing that like others are going through something similar or 
um, by calling GreenPath and talking to one of our experts and being able to talk about whatever, whatever obstacle you're going through that week or if you're looking for tips on budgeting or if you're um, looking for just another human to talk to about uh, finances. Um, it's, I think it's just, it's, it's inspiring to me that how powerful that support can be um, to go through this and, and to go through it with, with others. Brad, what were some of your initial impressions? I was really struck by the comments at the end that Kendall made around why she decided to share her story. And this idea of wanting to provide support and connection to others uh, in order to help them along in their own journey. And you know, debt is something in our society that really does carry a stigma. And one of our goals at GreenPath is really to change that conversation around financial health. And we wouldn't be able to do that without people like Kendall who just step up and share their story. And I, I, I know or I believe that there'll be lots of people that will listen to this podcast and listen to Matt and Kendall's story and, and resonate with it and connect with it and take away even maybe just one thing that they can change, whether it's the habit of automating their bills based on their paycheck or just finding the joy and the support of going through an experience with somebody else. During the interview, I lifted up the power that habit change had in Matt and Kendall's lives. Could you speak to that, Brad? I was really intrigued by how Matt and Kendall had made some changes in their life when they signed up for the debt management program to essentially pay their credit cards based on their pay schedule, so weekly, right? And then they translated that habit into other bills or under other payments that were not included in the debt management program, like their utility bills and, and other things, cable or whatever that they were paying. And it really shows you the power of a habit where if you can like make that change, I can imagine the, the sense of, um, I can imagine like a, a feeling of ease around matching like different bills to different pay schedules. And now all of a sudden, like Matt had actually made a comment where we were just trying to take it day by day and they had broken their entire life down to a week um, where, you know, if you have a week that doesn't go great financially, you just start the next week, right? It doesn't feel as heavy as I'm trying to plan out this next year. It's like, no, I'm, I'm getting my paycheck this week. All of the money has some sort of place that it needs to go. And that's where it's going to go. And that's uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm giving up control to more of a process versus uh, an opportunity for me to make lots of mistakes. Yeah, Brad, I agree. I was, I was excited to hear about uh, just their logistical process of what, what they went through. And um, so in, in uh, reading about habits and listening to different podcasts uh, over time, um, there's been a common theme that I've I've heard of that like it can be if if you're starting something new like a new habit where like for example like automatic payments um, to paying off debt and just making this change it can be really challenging if there's nothing uh, positive associated with that change and with with them you could hear the pride that they were feeling in and paying back their debts and being part of this program and making progress, that there's that initial joy that just makes it naturally easier to set yourself up to be able to like make this a joyful habit and a, a joyful change um, to the point where it, like Kendall was talking about how automatic it is now that 
um, she still looks out for the best deals, even though maybe they don't necessarily need it as much as they did before. And she's still trying to get the coupons out there that um, that will best help them. And um, and that they still don't like like to eat out that much because because of kind of the habit that that they um, had already decided on and that they kind of already changed their mindset. Like we don't need to go out to eat. I enjoy cooking and finding joy in those other things. And um, I think those are all very powerful messages from the story is the, the potential for making a joy, making a change and finding the joy and the support in, in that um, to, to make it easier overall. In the interview, they talked about what they were planning to do post debt management plan now with some money freed up. And one of the things they mentioned was the desire to make some home improvements. And that included making an addition to their house to accommodate their special needs son. And, you know, it's, it's always interesting to hear what inspires people beyond just the money, right? Because when you think about it, paying down debt, building up savings, it can sometimes feel very mechanical, but when there's a larger thing that's holding you back or that you can eventually reach that's meaningful to you and or your family, um, that can be so powerful. And, you know, I, I shared that that, that kind of uh, story of, of what they're trying to do for their son resonated in, in my family growing up. I know with anyone that's listening, you each have your thing that goes beyond money. And identifying what that thing is, what you might do if you were to become debt-free, if you were to have uh, more disposable money to, to do the things you want to do in life, can really help you get through the hard times. Because as they described, look, they came out the other end, they were able to become debt-free and yet it was a struggle at times. She, she talked about you know, a lot of their money was eaten up just from the gasoline of commuting back and forth and repaying the debts. And there was barely any money left over for food. And yet they made it through. I imagine that some of the visions of what their future life might look like was crucial to getting through those tougher times. Alex, it, it seemed like despite their financial challenges, they still had some choice when it came to how they might spend their money. What did you notice? I, I kind of liked that um, they brought up the the importance of Wi-Fi to their kids, and um, and that uh, what did Kendall say that she that um, having Wi-Fi was more important to them to than even like buying new clothes or something like that. And I thought that was interesting because even like when, so I, I remember from counseling days, some people would think like, oh, if I join a program or if I uh, put myself on a budget or I change my finances in some way, um, my entire lifestyle is going to change and I'm not going to get to enjoy anything. And yet, like it's talking about how, like just how Wi-Fi is just so important and that they had talked about it enough as a family to know that that was super important to the kids, that there's still choice um, when, when facing a change, like you can still prioritize the things that you find most joy out of. Um, and, but maybe there's like other, other things that are just less important, like buying new clothes. So 
Um, I really enjoyed that because that was something that I, I've heard a lot of people struggle with. Thank you both for your insights. Well, that's another episode in the books. Thanks, as always, to all the people behind the scenes who have made this podcast possible. Most of all, if you've listened this far, thank you. Please share the love. We know money conversations can be difficult. Why not forward a link to this podcast to a loved one? Maybe it'll help them see that they're not alone. If you have any thoughts, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at education at greenpath.com. Shout out to Hero for creating and sharing the music that will play us out now. Until next time, everyone. Welcome back, Hero.